Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. to Preston's Super Show. We are live on a Monday night beginning this recording at 9.12 p.m. have a few things I want to discuss, a few things that haven't gotten any coverage. That's what I like to focus in on. We start with Bill Gates going nuclear. Bill Gates Nuclear Power Company selects a site for its first reactor, says Ars Technica, uh, reported by John Timmer. First of its kind reactor to be built in Wyoming, with heavy Department of Energy backing. The Department of Energy, by the Department of Energy, is backing this plan. Um, it's It's a big deal for... Bill Gates because why? Because he's going to make a lot of money off of it. So here we are in the era of climate change and wanting the climate to be better. And Bill Gates says, well, we need nuclear to do that. Um, What do we know about this place in Wyoming? This place is called Kim Kimarar. And there's about 2,500 people there. This is a coal-fired power plant. Uh, being closed there and this uh, project is supposedly supposed to replace that so make note of that in your head the US Department of Energy has given this project the nod to receive 180 million in funds to get it going and then uh, receiving billions receiving billions of dollars over the next several years just over the next several several years, not ten years, less, is what the article says, and uh, that's that's very uh, concerning as well. Bill Gates being on the board, um, and then on top of that, is Joe Biden's energy department, and this doesn't raise any eyebrows. This is just a, a full go ahead. Um, so this is very interesting development taking place. The article then goes on to specify that. To begin with, the plant will not use water to transfer heat out of the reactor. Instead, it would use liquid sodium. See, they're saying this uh, has an advantage because sodium won't boil any of the temperatures it should be exposed to in the reactor. This means none of the hardware that holds the coolant will be exposed to high pressures, which simplifies matters considerably. Sodium will, however, readily react with the air and explosively react with water which raises a distinct set of concerns. So that's uh, very different is what it says in the article. And uh, that's a 
another noteworthy uh, part of this whole project uh, with the Terra Nova Terra Power plant. So this project is really going because the federal government and what they want done in Wyoming being that they're the leader in wind power they want us to continue to be a state that's based around renewable energies and uh, getting off the grid so what you're seeing here is a project happening that costs a good amount of money is this money well spent see that's the question that needs to be asked is, could this money be better spent on something else from the Department of Energy instead of funding a project with Bill Gates on the board that we necessarily don't know if we need or not See, those are some of the questions that get raised in a questionable administration and we are fighting in uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan where fighting's resumed in uh, Nagorno-Karabakh where dozens of Armenian soldiers and uh, have been captured or gone missing following the latest clashes on the border with Azerbaijan officials in Yerevan said on November 17th just a few days ago uh, so fighting resumed here and uh, there's no update yet but what we know is that uh, they're fighting over a territory here that's under undeclared uh, to them Meanwhile, Azerbaijan Defense Ministry said on the morning of November 17th that seven of its soldiers were killed and ten others wounded in renewed fighting on the shared border that erupted on November 16th. This is according to a statement by Armenia's Defense Ministry. Thirteen Armenian soldiers were captured by Azerbaijani forces and another 24 Armenian servicemen have gone missing and that their fate remains unknown. So we have Armenian soldiers captured or gone missing. Uh, we have casualties. It's not a good situation here. And this is a tense situation uh, that had a 44-day war last year. The article in voanews.com says uh, this is a breathtaking development that has really escalated tensions and we have not heard the Biden administration acknowledge it talk about it and we're continuing to see uh, a silent approach to foreign policy from the Biden administration. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said that Washington was troubled by the reports of the, the fighting. They, they want both sides to resolve their issues. At the end, it says the EU is committed to work with partners over contentions for a prosperous and stable South Caucus Mikel wrote on Twitter, and some of the, uh, some of this information came from the Associated Press. So very uh, disheartening news there. 
Uh, you know, I would like to see the fighting stop. I think we all would. And we move on after the break. Something I wanted to mention that uh, didn't get really any attention. Uh, but it's another indi- indicator of a red wave coming uh, for the midterm elections. And the article came from Fox News. GOP defeats Obama-endorsed candidate in deep blue city that Biden won handily in 2020. Republicans say their victory is part of a red wave by Andrew Mark Miller. Endorsements from former President Obama and House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn in reliably blue Columbia, South Carolina were not enough to push the city's Democratic mayoral candidate over the finish line. Republican Daniel Rickenman, a businessman and Columbia City Council member, the article goes on, defeated Democrat Tamika Isaac Devine 52% to 48% on Tuesday night in Columbia. This is last Tuesday, which sits in a county that President Biden carried by almost 40 points in 2020. So this is a sign that the Republicans are moving ahead. Um, They've shed the Trump era like we shed the Reagan era in the Republican Party and so on. And that's how it is. Uh, We move on. You know, Trump's there. Will he run? We'll worry about we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Now it's just about Republicans winning and picking up seats and starting to push back on the radical agenda of the left. We want smart, uh, intelligent people all around in different aspects coming into the political realm, bringing something of uh, value, some benefit, something to add, uh, and not just build their own legacy. So here's a businessman uh, who also was a council member, so he worked in the process, knows how civics, you know, knows a little bit of civics there, so he's not just, you know, some nobody. And uh, he defeated a Democrat here. Very close. Democrats are very mad. They're crying to the moon, but they can keep on crying because this is a red wave. So congratulations to Daniel Rickon. A Palestinian assailant killed one and injured four others in Jerusalem's old city. The article goes on from the Associated Press on November 21st, just yesterday. Out of Jerusalem, the AP says a Palestinian assailant killed one Israeli and injured four others before being fatally shot by Israeli police near the entrance to a flashpoint, Jerusalem Holy Site Sunday, police said. This attack took place near the entrance to a contested flashpoint shrine known to Jews as a Temple Mount and to Muslims as a noble sanctuary. Violence here is considered holy which is considered holy by face, has triggered previous rounds of fighting between Israel and the Palestines most recently in May. So here you see uh, that there is two different secular religions that want to have uh, dominance, want to show dominance, and uh, that's spilling over. 
and it goes back to what I've said to what uh, other smart people I know have said uh, we need Turkey to lead uh, on these issues and that's not always an easy thing because uh, they have their own issues right so they're not as worried about what's going on here but in the old city you see these problems break out and they get the coverage and the news headlines and that becomes something bigger that becomes uh, something that other people go looking for that attention in those countries so it's something to note and pay attention that we need Turkey to lead in these relations and bringing peace between these two religions of Muslim faith uh, in, in their Islamic structure and Judaism and Christianity but we need to bring this all together in a peaceful manner to respect the beliefs and allow them to be there and continue on uh, and build on what we have so some news out of Turkey that didn't get any coverage while we're on the topic of Turkey which is officially the Republic of Turkey and this is a report from voanews.com by Zana Omar and Sirwan Kajo titled three killed in suspected Turkish drone attack in northeast Syria and the article really goes on to say Turkey has not commented on the incident but Kurdish forces say the Turkish military has increased targeted drone operations in northeastern Syria in recent months so you see that uh, the president of Turkey Tape Erdogan Recap Tayyip Idrogan. Um, he's got a lot of problems on his own hands with what's going on in Syria. Uh, but I think a lot of diplomacy that's going to happen in the Middle East is going to happen through Turkey. And you also have to pay attention to what's happening in Saudi Arabia and what's developing in that nation. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor.
today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening to today's show. I have an article up. just started the crypto brief on oddmanout.ninja. So go check it out. Um, brand new weekly crypto brief. You're going to see a token that's up on my radar. And I'm going to talk about that, why I like it, what it's about, and uh, throw in a little bit of technical analysis in there just to keep it fun. And... Uh, you, you really just want to subscribe on oddmanout.ninja. Just throw your email in there. Don't hesitate. Don't really, you know, put too, too much thought into it. But you want to be looking on there because I put up a lot of cool stuff on the site. But uh, you'll see it. It's, crypt, it's under uh, the crypto section uh, at the top. And Crypto Brief is what it's titled keep an eye on hit token hid hit token really want to check that out it's going to be cool now uh, i've been watching a lot of good shows so i like to drop those shows on you and you know sometimes you can get into a good show you can just be hanging out just chilling like you know what i don't really need to do much else this is a good show but sometimes you put on a show and you're like you got 30 minutes to impress me if you can't impress me in 30 minutes i'm done with you so i'm watching shows and i use this app uh, tv time and i I like it because i can keep track of what episode i'm on um and if i'm watching a show somewhere i could put it down or if i'm watching a show and i'm seeing just some random episode then i can like that episode and you know that's cool and you know there's all types of stuff on there but when it comes to like a good comedy i was watching sahara the other day that's a movie with uh matt mcconaughey and you know this is just one of those three star movies to me and a three star movie's like yeah i'd watch it again but I'm not going to like recommend that or really put that on for somebody else that deserves a good movie. You know what I mean? But this wasn't a bad movie. Um, and it had its moments. But overall, for two hours of film, it felt like I, I could have got more. Felt, it feels like I could have got more out of that. But it, it had some moments. Like, there was some good, funny, quirky lines from the Admiral. Um, he was good in there. You know, I, I, you know I'm not going to rip on it too much. Because, like I said, for me, it's a three-star movie. You know? So, I'm being fair with it. And I watched that, actually, on Pluto. Where I caught it at. Believe it or not. Pluto actually puts on a good movie. Um, but Penelope Cruz is in that one. 
She's good. Steve Zahn as Al Giardino. He's good in that. So don't sleep on uh, him. Lenny James. It's funny. William H. Macy. It's hilarious as the Admiral. Definitely my favorite character in that one. But yeah, don't sleep on Sahara. There's like three Saharas, though, that are really good. Um, There's this one. Then there's one with Jim Belushi. And then there's one with Humphrey Humphrey, uh, Bogarts. And there might even be another one. But I know those three I've all seen. So this one with Matt McConaughey gets a three star from me because I just seen it recently. So I'm shouting that one out to you. You know what I'm saying? Don't you don't come at me too hard here. It's five stars total. You get five stars the most. So he gets three stars. Matt McConaughey. He does. You know, he's good. He's not. He's not Leonardo DiCaprio, but he's good. You know what I'm saying? He's still okay. I see what you're doing there. Then I'm chilling the other day and I'm like you know doing some fucking tokes what the fuck ever and I'm like here's contract killer so I'm watching that it's a good hour 35 minutes of steamer but not a good steamer either I mean that was a two star come on now that was a two star what the hell going on there It was a, it was a fucking cheese ball. You got an hour, 35 minutes of fucking cheese ball movie. You like two star fucking cheesy fucking bit slob, slobber all over you. You like fucking cheesy fuck. That's what you like. That's a movie for you. Cause I watched it. So tells you what the fuck is up. But yeah, that wasn't. I'm still not, you know, really understanding that movie too well. But it didn't really have any good. There was nothing really cool about that movie. It came out in 2014. What do you want? You know, uh, Lee Sang is my favorite in that movie. Who's that played by uh, Rob Young. He did a good job. I'm just a fucking movie saw. This is shitty. This sh- I didn't like the script. It was shit. Whatever. I uh, watched The Red Hill. That's a freaky movie. That was scares the little shit out of you. You don't want to be scared? Well, watch Red Hill. I have to get the uh, scary villain. Uh, the hero. The fucking sinister crime. You know, I'm not going to spoil it too much for you. You'll see if you, when you watch it. That's a three-star movie for me, Red Hill. That came out in 2010. Uh, favorite character in that one is Shane. Shane's my favorite character. He's tense. I was feeling tense in that movie. But yeah, the crazy villain. Uh, the townspeople weird, you know. And uh, it's got a wild, wild ending. You know what I mean? It's a very subtle comedy. So you get three star on the red hill. I watched Ticker, Steven Seagal. A lot of people think Steven Seagal is overrated. What do you think? Tell me in the comments. What do you think about Steven Seagal? 
I like Steven Seagal. People don't like a macho guy. I don't really give a shit. It's like your movie or I don't like your movie. What are we doing? What are we doing? You know, I'm watching the movie here. You want to watch a good movie or not? So I like Steven Seagal. Watch Ticker. That's three star. Good. It's a good movie. I watched it again. Frank is Steven Seagal's my favorite character. It's not even based really around him all the way. It's really not even based around him all the way. But there's some really good scenes. He plays a tough guy. Kicks some ass. There's some other good characters in there. You fucking see yourself. There's some, you know... Who, who was in there that I felt like they didn't get enough? Uh, nah, fuck it. I felt like someone didn't get enough time in there, enough lines. But that's okay. That's not even a long movie. Kind of like, they're like a movie under uh, two hours. Yeah. This was an hour, 32 minutes. Action, adventure, crime, thriller, whatever the fucking like. That's what it was. Force of Nature was a good movie with Mel Gibson. Whatever Mel Gibson's in, it's gonna take you on a roller coaster. That's what I feel like his movies are: roller coaster movie. You're up and down in his films. Force of Nature on Prime, three star movie right here. Serve it up good for you. I'm giving you good some good films here. Tense. I was feeling tense in this movie. This is a tense fucking feeling in this movie. Mel Gibson plays a good part. Spoiler alert, he fucking dies in the movie. 44% of people like him on the app. I like him in this one the best. The cop, uh, played by Emil Hirsch, is he's okay. And then Kate Bowsworth, uh, she's good. She plays a good part. You'll like that one. Fortunate. They did all the good shit during the storm and the hurricane. There's some guys coming to rob some shit. Just a lot happening. A fucking lot happening. And, uh, like some other, like, side shit going on. Like some weird shit going on with the crocodile and the fucking dude, like, bitten off and. Like, there's just some other shit in there you need to see. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. Three stars on the fucking Super Show scale. You know, I've seen the fucking uh, Max Reload. What was that Kevin Smith? Did he make that? I don't know who made this movie. Who directed this film? This is a three star film. And that's not easy to do. You get two starred, that's a fucking cheese ball. Contract killer. There's been other ones. There's been worse. Not even get a star. But uh yeah, this is a movie that made me enjoy video games even more, is what I said. I seen it about a week ago. A Max Reload in the Nether Blasters. I recommend that movie. Kevin Smith, I like his part. Um, Max, the main character, badass, the chick, Liz, 
Reggie's cool. Reggie's cool. The fucking evil villain dude is scary as shit. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, three star movie. I like that one. Um, what else I watch? Well, shit, I can keep going. I've seen some shit in the past week here. Um, you know, The Relic Hunter is a good show with Tia Career. Carriar. I don't know how you say that. Tia Carriar. Yeah, so Tia Carriar and the Relic Hunter. Allies Allies and Enemies Relic Hunter. That is a that's a good show. She's like a Xena mixed with uh, a, a smart, intelligent You know what I mean? Librarian type chick. That had three seasons. People don't remember The Relic Hunter. The Relic Hunter is a good show. You should watch The Relic Hunter if you haven't seen that one. I really like that one. And it's like each one is a different relic. There's a, uh, an episode or two that have a little bit of carryover. But, um... And, and there's not, yeah, those are good because a lot of episodes don't blend. They have a new script, right? So they're doing different things. So the episodes where it's like to be continued, those are the episodes that blend together. So it has those. Um, it's got the her, the main character, and it's got Nigel, her assistant. He's a dorky dude, quirky dude. And he's not a threatening character, so he's likable. So I think, uh, you know, from that standpoint, you people will like Nigel on that show too, as much as her character, Sydney. But yeah, Relic Hunter, they go through some good episodes. There's some, um, there's somewhere I'm gonna talk about. Buddha's Bowl, the first episode, that's where you start at. That sets the tone. That's a great episode. That's a four star episode. Then, uh, Smoking Gun right after that. Then, you know, that's a four-star episode to me. I was thrilled with that. Then they have uh, the sexy secretary, too, Claudia. She's, uh, she plays a good part. They do Flag Day. That's a three-star episode. Very good. You can see it on the uh, this show on the Roku channel, actually. It was on the antenna. Used to come on on the weekends. And I would catch an episode or two. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, it's a good show. And then here it is on the Roku channel. I'm like, oh, so I just started getting into it. But, yeah, they do go after a different relic. They go looking for stuff. Um, it's, it's a good adventure show. Takes your mind off things. So that's the type of show I like. They had a voodoo episode. Season 2, episode 9. The voodoo episode. I've probably seen that twice. That was a good one. Um, see that, like I said, on the Roku channel. Three star episode right there. There's like, not many episodes were bad. I've probably seen one bad episode, literally. Um, and I'm almost through all three seasons. But yeah, I've, I've only seen about one bad episode. And it was in the first season. Second season has been great. Um, the Relic Hunter really puts your mind 
uh, on history too. So I like that aspect in the show. Tried watching Poldark. After, and I've tried watching that before, but I can't really get into Poldark, so I can't really comment too much on that. Um, Britannica, or Brit, Britannia. I've watched a few episodes of that. Now, what I can tell you about that show is I really like it, but I feel like I have, like, I'm just paying attention too hard when I'm watching that show. And I'm waiting, and there's not, there's just not enough happening so i gotta give that show more time before i really comment too much on it but i have seen episodes of that but really check out relic hunter don't slack um you're gonna be surprised uh bleeding steel with jackie chan now i'm a big fan of jackie chan yeah this is a movie i've seen on prime and I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm a big fan of Jackie Chan. Like, it's pretty easy for me to say. And this is a two-star movie. Cheeseball film. I mean, I was amused. Lin Dong is his character, but his the character's not like the main person. This movie came back out in 2017. I just seen it. You know what I mean? Didn't even know it was the movie. You know, a fucking what the fuck. And I seen it. It was, it was a cheeseball film. It doesn't really focus on Jackie Chan. So it's not his fault. Uh, some of the fight scenes are okay. The Perfect Weapon. Steven Seagal, like I said. That was a two-star film. Uh, seen that on Prime. Two-star film. I was tense. You know, watching it. I could say because there's like some good scenes. But it's it didn't make the cut with the three stars. Here's The Perfect Weapon. I uh, like the uh, Condor. He's a character in there. It's not even uh, Steven Seagal. Not even Steven Seagal. But the character I like. Yeah. Uh, Condor. The perfect weapon. Two star movie. It was okay. It wasn't cheese ball. It was okay. Two stars. Either cheese ball. It could be. There could be two star cheese ball. Because it's not a one and a half. I don't do halves. Saw the journey to Damascus. That's a documentary you should see. Four star documentary here. I was shocked. Saul's my favorite character in that. Um, wow, that was really good. You can see that on Prime. Really, really impressed with that one. Submerged. Good movie. Recommend Submerged to you. With Steven Seagal. Three star movie. I was amused, you know. My favorite character was Steven Seagal's character, Chris. Um, so I, I did, I did enjoy that one. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.